we are navigating right now with no map, but we all still have our internal compass. You may not know exactly where the trail is, but you look for a handrail, which is something obvious. It's not going to change like a river or a peak. And you use those. You might bounce around in the middle of the map, but you still are headed in the same direction. So, you know, if people are floundering right now and, and, and looking for their handrails, I mean, find out, can you articulate what your internal compass is and, and what's really important to you? And right now is the perfect time to be doing that. It's easy to talk about the successes, but what doesn't get talked about enough is the struggle. My name is Eric Weinmayer. I've gotten the chance to ascend Mount Everest, to climb the tallest mountain in every continent, to kayak the Grand Canyon, and I happen to be blind. It's been a struggle to live what I call a no barriers life, to define it, to push the parameters of what it means. And part of the equation is diving into the learning process and trying to illuminate the universal elements that exist along the way. And that unexplored terrain between those dark places we find ourselves in and the summit exists a map. That map, that way forward, is what we call no barriers. Rebecca Rush is the queen of pain with the heart of gold. As a multi-decade professional athlete and seven-time world champion, her career includes numerous adventure sports and countless wins and accolades, including induction into the Mountain Bike Hall of Fame. In 2017, Rebecca released an Emmy Award-winning feature film, Blood Road, which followed her personal journey along the 1,200-kilometer Ho Chi Minh Trail. Now, as CEO of Rush Ventures, she hosts her signature gravel bike event, Rebecca's Private Idaho. Rush Academy Backcountry Gravel Camps, and her epic travel adventure, MTB Lao. She's also the best-selling author of Rush to Glory, a world-renowned motivational speaker and volunteer firefighter. Finally, her Be Good Foundation, a nonprofit organization, has raised over a half million dollars for bike-centric charities on a local, national, and global level. All right, kick it off. All right, where do we start? Rebecca, you've been super busy. <laughs> You're very eclectic, I would say. I was checking out all your pursuits and activities and expertises, and man, it's it's pretty amazing. Seven-time world champion and different sports. Can you list all seven off the top of your head? <laughs> Yeah, a a lot of them are cycling. So 24-hour mountain bike racing, um, actually masters cross-country skiing is one of them, adventure racing, uh, and uh, whitewater rafting. Yeah. (laughs) I have a a very vague memory of you, and this was back in 2003. For for those uninitiated in the world of of adventure racing, which is slash suffering, it's a multi-adventure, multi-disciplined race that Eric and I did a few, but notably we did one. Uh, it was in 2003, I believe, and you were there. My memory is it, it took Eric and I 10 days to do that race. I remember like being in some field on day, like the morning of day two or whatever, and somehow like we, we saw 
you and your team and somebody, I think Cammy, our teammate, was like, that's Rebecca's team. And, you know, like we were all like, ooh. And you guys were sprinting <laughs> off in the distance. And I was like, I looked at you longingly like you guys were gone, man. You were going to be drinking beer and we would still be, you know, a day, basically like not even a third of the way through the entire thing. So Inspiring and demoralizing already. Yeah, and inspiring. And de- that's exactly right. Like, <laughs> yeah, but here's the deal. Your team finished. Ours didn't. So, you know, you got to get to the finish line. Yeah. You're a world champion adventure racer. So give us something that you have learned in these adventure races specifically, or maybe just the super ultra endurance events that you've done and how it is paralleling, you know, where you are right now, where we are right now collectively in the middle of sort of quarantining pandemic times. You know, I'm, it's a good question. I'm, I'm kind of grateful that I'm an endurance athlete and I have, you know, four decades of experience of like going through hard stuff and suffering and getting lost and coming out the other side, because I actually feel like right now more than ever that those events have been preparing me for, for what we're going through right now. And I'm taking so many lessons from the trail of like, okay, I've gone through stuff like this before. The biggest difference is, you know, a, a, a physical challenge versus what is an emotional challenge right now for a lot of people. But it, but it really is the same. I mean, it's like everyone wants to go back to how it was. And we're like, why are we here? Um, but there's nothing to do but get productive. I mean, we can feel sorry for ourselves and be mad about it and kind of go through the stages of grief. But now we're at the point where, okay, what are we going to do about it? We are really in this. But, you know, it's it's darkest before the dawn. And you guys know from adventure racing, you just you kind of soldier on and and eventually you, the sun does come up. But you've talked about like nesting, how you sort of I, I don't really I, you mentioned it in your TED talk. And I, I don't really like I'm not picturing you as like a big nester. Or are you? Yeah, well, my TED talk was about I called it navigating home. And because I really felt like, you know, uh, I did a ride, the most important ride in my life five years ago was my ride down the Ho Chi Minh Trail. And I went to do, you know, it's a 1200 mile bike expedition, but the, the big part of the motivation to go there was to find, go to the crash coordinates where my dad's plane went down during the Vietnam war. And, and he died when I was young and, I just had these map coordinates and, and it was drawing me there. And, and I, I did that ride, you know, I went and stood in the place. And when I came home from that ride, you know, I, I, the Ted talk was the first public, the first time I'd spoken about it, you know, other than in my journal and, and I called it. was beautiful, it, by the way, I'd highly yeah, recommend everyone go yeah, watch it. It's amazing. Really what I felt like in that Ted talk, the navigating home is, is, feeling a sense of a physical sense of home, which I feel like I found in Idaho, but it was more an, an emotional feeling of home, of understanding who I am, what I stand for, why I do all this stuff. I mean, Eric, you, you guys get the same questions. Why do you do all this crazy stuff? What are you trying to prove? Why do you torture yourself? And really that ride is, I felt like I came home to, I learned who I was and I feel like my dad brought me there to teach me, you know, even, even though he's physically not here, my bike and my endurance and all my adventure racing, everything has been leading to that ride for me to, to find out, you know, what it's all about. And so while I wouldn't say I'm a big, like homebody nester, it's a sense of home of 
in my heart. And so, yeah, it's, that was really a pivotal moment for me. And I've spent the last five years really kind of evaluating that ride and what it means and, and figuring out what I stand for. I think that's really beautiful. This idea of being a home in your heart. I, I love that. I never thought about, you know, I, yeah, everyone thinks about home in a physical way, not about a place inside themselves that they feel comfortable and secure and loved and love the world. Right. That's, that's a different kind of home. That's cool. Since that ride five years ago, you know, so much of my career has, it might look the same from the outside, but just things have really solidified and become clearer for me. And I, I do believe that he's around, he's been watching and he's been hanging out and now more than ever, like he's, he's helping guide me. And I launched a foundation in his name. And what do you do with the foundation? What does the Be Good Foundation do? So the Be Good Foundation is all about using the bicycle as a catalyst for healing and evolution and empowerment. And so the genesis of it was when I did the ride down the Ho Chi Minh Trail, I was appalled to learn about all the unexploded ordnance that is still there. And a war that ended 50 years ago is still killing people. And so I came home, launched the foundation with the initial goal of, of helping clear unexploded ordnance in Laos, which we still do through bike trips that I take over there. And you wrote a book, yeah? I did. I wrote a book before I went and did this journey. I think there's probably a second book in there, you oh, know, yeah, sure. with all of this, with all of this other stuff, but that's way harder than an adventure race or the, I did ride yeah, writing sure. books. Oh man. It's hard, right? It's very <laughs> cathartic, but it's painful at the same yeah. time. Yeah. And the book is rush to glory, adventure, risk and triumph on the path, less travel. Yeah. That was the first thing I did where we're trying harder, didn't produce a result. Yeah. You know, a physical training is way easier than than a creative process. And that, that was really new for me. And I didn't really have the discipline to do it very well. And I, I still don't. I'm still yeah. working on that one. You continue to find new ways to, to take your skill set and your drive and your passion and sort of recalibrate it and do things that make the world a better place. Yeah, I, I was going through sort of the, like, I think I said, the stages of grief of, of coming out of Alaska, you know, chosen isolation, this amazing adventure to the pandemic really blowing up. And, you know, as an athlete and kind of just being like, what is this? What's going on? Mm -hmm. And, you know, first denial and then sadness or being grief yeah. and being pissed off and being yeah. scared. And I'm sort of in the next phase of like, all right, we're in it. What are we going to do about it? I was just as an athlete, you know, all my events have been canceled. And I was like, I need something hard to train for to, to keep me accountable. So I, I launched the Giddy Up Challenge and, and kind of as a nod to private Idaho, because it's all Western themed. Um, but I'm, I basically launched a challenge for Memorial Day weekend. And I wanted to do it on Memorial Day weekend um, because of my dad. And in honor to him and it's it, the funds for the ride will go through the Be Good Foundation and all go towards COVID relief through the CDC Foundation and World Bicycle Relief and People for Bikes. And and so it's a it's a ride challenge that you do wherever you are, indoors or outdoors or run challenge. And there are four different elevation uh, markers to hit for. One's about 5,000 feet in a day or 10 or 15, or I'm going to go for a full, what they call Everesting, um, 29,000, 29 feet, um, on my bike. And you, you choose one hill and you go up and down as many times as you need to do it. And if you go to, uh, Rebecca's giddyupchallenge.com or Rebecca all the info is there. You sign up, 
mostly we're all getting together for a big ride to do a good thing um, on that weekend. Like looking at the thread of your life, it seems like reinvention is a huge theme. Do you have any kind of recipe for reinvention for others? Yeah, I mean, I would call it evolution more than reinvention. You know, coming after I came home from Blood Road, I did write down a bunch of bunch of things of like, what is my formula? I, I kind of came up with these four like equations that started, you know, themes started showing up. And it was a cool exercise for me to do to write down. And I eventually sort of been a five-year process, but eventually like wrote my own personal mission statement. And I think what's interesting is like in business, every single business has a mission statement and core values, but very few humans do. When you look at your life, you're like, what do I want? to build my life as, what I want my legacy to be, what do I stand for? The themes for me have been um, that I was able to identify our, our risk equals reward, passion equals payoff. I have to love what I'm doing. Give equals get. There has to be a component of that it's not just about me. Um, and then the, the most recent one is less equals more. And that has to do with focus and not putting so many things into my life that, you know, actually... If I do a little bit less, I get more out of it. And mm. and then the ultimate mission, personal mission statement that came out of that is that, you know, my mission is to continually inspire and challenge myself and others to be good. Mm. <laughs> I like it. And the important part of the mission statement is I have to challenge me, but I also have to challenge other people. Like if I'm just giving and giving and challenging a bunch of other people and inspiring them, but not doing so for myself, then the equation doesn't work. And same if I'm just doing my own stuff, inspiring myself and doing challenges, but but there's not an aspect for other people, then the equation also doesn't work. Hmm. Well, there's no doubt that right now, like those are all just such solid anchor points because I think a lot of people are kind of spinning their wheels right now, like keep trying to maintain momentum as well as establish discipline i think there's a lot of there's a lot of lack of discipline right now and rightfully so but everything you just mentioned there are like good circle back points for people to to reflect well on. i what i keep saying to people is like we are navigating right now with no map like we mm. don't have a map but we all still have our internal compass and if you can articulate and write down and figure out what your internal compass is for then they're your guidelines, you know, that, you know, in navigation, they, you know, there's a term called handrails that, you know, you look, you may not know exactly where the trail is, but you look for a handrail, which is something obvious. It's not going to change like a river or a peak. And you use those, you might bounce around in the middle of the map or the terrain between the handrails, but you, you still are kind of headed in the same direction. And so, you know, if people are floundering right now and, and, and looking further handrails, I mean, find out, you know, can you articulate what your internal compass is and, and what's really important to you? And right now is the perfect time to be doing that. Because there's always a North Star, yeah. right? It's like, there's, there's always something there you can lean towards. It may get obscured by the clouds, but it's there. You just got to keep, keep uh, charging towards it. None of us are perfect. And, and every day, you know, there's going to be a roller coaster, ups and downs. Well, to use your, to use the metaphor that you brought up, um, you know, the, the, that wound that uh, you try to repair, is, is, um, it's, it's hard to see it when it's fully repaired while it's still in the middle of that torn up, abraded sort of, you know, perspective. It's hard to see that. 
and I think that's where we are right now. And it's, it's hard to understand what healing even looks like while it's healing. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for all you've done, all the, you know, stuff you've done to contribute to the world and through your nonprofits, through these cool projects like the Giddy Up thing. I really appreciate it. And, um, hope to come out and do your gravel race at some point. So thanks for the, for the time you spent with us. I think we need, the three of us need to plan an adventure. I think Ooh. we're like kindred spirits. Ooh, I like it. Heck yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you got? You know, Rebecca wasn't using the word reinvention, more evolving. And, and I get that, but I mean, I, I love that because I think this no barriers journey is about evolution, right? I mean, it, of course it's a science, it's about mindset and motivation and, you know, all the skills that you're building to do the things that you want to do. But it's also about being able to react and respond to the things that happen, the stimulus in your life, you know, the hardships, the deaths, the, the, the sadness, the, the, the pain and responding to that and, and allowing that stuff to, to be sort of a catalyst to the next step for you. You know, so I think it's a good thing for all of us to contemplate, like, how do we use this moment? as a catalyst to take the next step in our lives. And that internal compass, you know, is uh, one of the few things we have to guide us. So that was excellent too. And uh, Damn, I forgot. That was my favorite. <laughs> well, anyway, um, hey, if people want to learn more about No Barriers, come to our virtual summit, June 26th and 27th. We'll be announcing more about that. And it's all going to be virtual. You can experience it from your, your living room. Thanks to our sponsors. Wells Fargo and Prudential and uh, hey, no barriers. See you next time. The production team behind this podcast includes senior producer Pauline Schaefer, executive producer Diedrich Jonk, sound design, editing and mixing by Tyler Cotman, graphics by Sam Davis and marketing support by Megan Lee and Carly Sandsmark. Special thanks to the Dan Ryan Band for our intro song, Guidance. And thanks to all of you for listening. We know that you've got a lot of choices about how you can spend your time, and we appreciate you spending it with us. If you enjoy this podcast, we encourage you to subscribe to it, share it, and give us a review. Show notes can be found at nobarrierspodcast.com. And soon they will be fine.